So many of our favorites to watch. Oh look, now they're being bashed. I guess that's what we should expect on the Bullied Nostalgia Podcast. The center 30 minutes of this movie, I was not conscious. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter, Chance. Yeah, you didn't miss anything, I don't think. (laughs) You can bring that up in the episode. Well, we're recording. It can be the episode now if you want. (laughs) Don't you want to do an intro? Yeah, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bullied Nostalgia, a show where we dismantle our childhoods and make us wish that we hadn't. I think that's universal in today's episode. I wish I don't think anyone wanted to be doing this. <laughs> but uh, before we get into that stuff, I'm joined by Kylan. Hello. And long distance, we're joined by Chance. hey And John. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, What? Waka waka waka. I was gonna make a dinosaur sound, and then I just panicked. <laughs> yeah, if you if you wanted to do a dinosaur sound, you probably should have said like sharp tooth or earth shake or tree star. Those are all famous or, dinosaur wow. sounds. <laughs> no one knows what you're talking or, about, Chance. <laughs> what? What was that supposed to be, John? He's impersonating Spike. Okay, so... We'll get to that later in the episode. So, spoiler alert (laughs) for people who haven't figured it out. We're back doing another Land Before Time episode. Why? All your episodes have titles. (laughs) What? All your episodes have titles. It'll just say Land Before Time on it. (laughs) Well, I mean, if people are listening to the podcast, they might listen to one episode and then it'll just autoplay. Yeah. We have listeners, Chance. Some of them might be blind. You don't have to be able to see to listen. Sheesh. You know our listeners are us, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. I tried listening to our podcast 37 times like you told me. (laughs) You've been doing your homework, I see. I had my VPN on Australia and everything. (laughs) Okay, oh, yeah, I guess that's important. If one of us is listening to the podcast and wants to make some suggestions, just remember you can find us at bulliedpod at gmail.com. And, yeah, let's jump into this terrible movie. Hold on, before we do, I'd like to point out, I find it very funny, the idea that John is hiring people on Craigslist to watch our podcast (laughs) in Australia. (laughs) Just to get more recommendations in for another yeah. Land Before Time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I do have something frustrating that I want to speak to. This movie. Yeah, John, I feel like it's going to come out in the wash, but you picked what is one of the most universally hated Land Before Time movies. Was that intentional? You just wanted us to really regret this choice? I didn't know it was one of the universally hated ones. <laughs> John, is there anything enjoyable about this movie? <laughs> that might lead credence to is this it, being... Is it because there's no sharp teeth? Is that the... Actually, that is part of it. 
So critic Wait, have we mentioned the name of the movie yet? No. <laughs> I think that's important. All right, so we did Lamb Before Time 4, the direct sequel to the movie that we did last season. This is called Journey Through the Miss. Okay, let's do our thing. Chance said you might have been sleeping, but what happened I in this movie? I can summarize my dreams for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is every time. Oh, he, he climbed out of the meteor uh, <laughs> and then climbed back in. Hey, this is a new season. We forget about the past here. <laughs> okay. So, Chance, what do you remember happening in this movie? Okay, so we have our titular cast, Littlefoot, Spike, Ducky, Sarah, and... Pleakley? What's his name? Pleakley. Who's Pleakley? He was in your dream. <laughs> have our titular cast and a bunch of long necks show up and say that the outside world outside of the Great Valley has changed. Immediately following this, Littlefoot's grandfather gets very sick and the only cure is a flower that grows outside in the now changed world. To help and accompany him on this trip, Littlefoot meets a different long neck who is about the same age as him, who is a girl by the name of Allie. They go into the outside world. They meet a turtle named Archie, who is the mentor figure in the story. Uh, they meet two villains. Does Archie do anything? And a pterodactyl by the name of Icky and Dale. Then climaxes, yada, 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 all that garbage. They get the flower, and Littlefoot's grandfather is safe. Yeah, that's about it. That is pretty much. <laughs> I mean, there's some pretty big moments that we'll talk about. Sure. But there's one moment. <laughs> he means big, as in the dinosaurs are large, and then moments revolve around said dinosaurs. Is that why you picked this movie? What we're going to talk about later? So I've got a bigger picture for where we're going to go with these Land Before Time episodes. Oh my goodness, Jonathan. No. That bigger picture is we will watch all the Land Before Time movies. <laughs> How did you know? Yeah, right? Here's the thing. The further have... you get away from something, the more you forget how much you hated it. <laughs> And so when I listen to the episode from last season, I just talk about how exhausting it was and, and how <laughs> awful it was. And then, like, that was one of our most popular episodes. And so I romanticized it a little bit. I was like, <laughs> okay, we could go back and do another Lamb Before Time. And then... The mathematistic energies. It's just this harsh back. reminder that... I just hate myself. <laughs> yeah. So you picked this episode because it was the next one. It is the next one. I also have fond memories of it. <laughs> okay. And I don't want to set in stone what our next Land Before Time episode is going to look like, but I feel like... It's very next... presumptuous of you to say <laughs> next. Yeah. I feel like number two and five are very closely related, so we do like a double feature. No. You would make Barf. I mean, to credit of what John is saying, these are very short. You, you could watch two in the same time that we would watch a normal other movie, but they feel 
so long. It's true. Before we get into anything else, I want to make the case for the animation in this movie and how not good it is. <laughs> yeah, the quality is very bad. It's very bad. There were three things I noticed first off. One of them is dinosaurs in this movie smile. Never oh. so horrified <laughs> by what was supposed to be a positive action in my life. Sarah does it at the start. I'm like, whoa, oh my gosh, that was weird. And then they keep doing it sporadically just to scare you. The grandpa uh, is the worst. Yeah, when the grandpa <laughs> smiles to pretend he's not in pain. It's like, oh my. So bad. Oh. Joker smile. Another Why one. so serious? <laughs> Another one is certain characters will just be really animated for some reason. And I don't mean like they'll be really sporadic. Just very simple actions will be animated in like 24 frames, all entirely different from the last one. Like Sarah was just saying something in one of her random conversations, but she shook her head like in eight different directions all at the same time mm-hmm. for no reason at all. It was a close up of her face, but it looked like she was having a spaz attack more than anything else. Yeah, I remember that. And the final thing is it's the tree or the rock or whatever that is like obviously out of place. Obviously out of place and colored completely differently. The rest of the background is like painted. Mm-hmm. And so you know that the characters are going to interact with that one object. Yeah, there's yeah, one part where Allie was in a bush and the bush morphed five times. There yeah. was one scene in which a dinosaur was walking by a cliff over some water. And the rock beneath it was very differently colored. And I literally said... <laughs> out loud, I wonder if that dinosaur will <laughs> fall into the water and the rock immediately after broke and the dinosaur fell into the water because it's so obvious what will be yeah. interacted with. Dad was staring at one scene and he was like, those dinosaurs just changed colors. And they did. <laughs> yeah, there was one part Kai got really annoyed with me because I accidentally rewinded it too far. Like three times in a row. <laughs> yeah, but... The characters would just jarringly change color. Entire palettes. The effort being put into these is not a lot. Emma actually caught on to that, that Sarah changed color constantly. Did you guys make Emma and Emily watch this with you? (laughs) Emily wasn't here, but Emma chose to watch this with us. Oh, poor girl. Never seen anything about... Land Before Time before this. This was her introductory (laughs) experience to Don Bluth animation? Yes. I don't even have words, Chance. I thought you loved her. Okay, so last time we did Land Before Time, I thought was going to be the only time we did Land Before Time. So I flew through a lot of Land Before Time pop culture info. So I'm just going to knock out what I got for this movie, and then I got nothing else to contribute. Um, you look at the fan page I sent you? Yes, John. I looked at the fan page you sent me. <laughs> okay, good. Did you write it, John? <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is 74 minutes, just barely over an hour, just like last time. It came out December 10th, 1996 which means 
John, you got this as a Christmas gift. Mom was on the ball. This came out two weeks before Christmas, and it was in your stocking. So it's a pretty big deal. I actually got a copy. I feel like these things would sell out like hotcakes. No. (laughs) (laughs) This is the last movie that Candace Hudson would voice Sarah. So she was the last remaining member of the original cast. The one piece of actually interesting information that I found out about this movie is that Land Before Time 3 and Land Before Time 4 were in production at the same time. And initially, Journey Through the Mists was intended to be the third installment. And that actually explains a lot. Because in Land Before Time, the time of great giving, there's a massive forest fire that destroys the Great Valley. And then the Long Necks show up and the Great Valley's fine. Old Mama Long Neck says, what's it like here? Is everything the same? Because the climate has changed everywhere else. And they're like, no, the Great Valley's the same as it's always been. If those forest fires. (laughs) Apart from the forest fires that destroyed everything. Exactly. So if you reverse the movies, it actually makes a lot more sense that they would have showed up, gone through this adventure, and then the Great Valley burned down. We still don't know why the director chose to postpone this movie, but that's what he did. Journey Through the Mist was supposed to come out, and then he pushed it back to 1996, and then The Time of Great Giving became the third movie. That is the only interesting thing that I'm going to say about (laughs) Lamb Before Time. Oh, actually, I do have one more interesting fact. John, do you have the VHS in front of you? I certainly do. Tell Uh, me if you notice anything interesting about what the villains are doing. They're holding binoculars? They're holding binoculars. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very un-dinosaur way to do things. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought about that before. (laughs) Yeah, it certainly implies time travel that we haven't seen yet in the Lamborghini Time movies. Does that mean this is like one of your favorite movies now? (laughs) Yeah, because of the VHS cover. (laughs) First, how did that prehistoric bird get a hold of a pair of binoculars? And second, how did it learn how to use them? Okay, so when we were renting this movie, it had... You guys rented it? Yes. Why didn't you watch the VHS? I haven't set up the VCR yet. I gifted John a VCR. So, (laughs) John, you own a VCR and you've got it in storage, which reiterates that you just want those Land Before Time VHSs on your shelf for the aesthetic. Yes. I flaunt it. (laughs) When we were renting this, it gave us a slightly enhanced image of the VCR cover. And when I say it's probably the ugliest thing I've seen (laughs) 
I'm not kidding. Even John was like, wow, that's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> On Apple TV, you can buy all of them for only $80. Hot dog. Does that include the 14th? I think so. Well, John, because this movie is universally hated, I was inspired to look up the Rotten Tomato scores of all 14 movies. And the 14th movie is certified fresh. Wow. Which movie has the lowest? It's number 13. Oh, We've okay. talked about this at great length. Is The last movie that John would have watched is widely considered the worst one which is why they stopped making them for 12 years. Mm. So what was the beef with this one? You said it's because there wasn't any sharp teeth or T-Rexes in it? The villains were considered a problem. There's nothing intimidating or dangerous about them. They're quite incompetent. The crocodile can't see, and so it keeps eating rocks and trees. <laughs> So yes, that was considered one of the beefs that critics had. It's very slow paced. Mm -hmm. We talked last season about number three, where Kai said nothing happened in the movie. So it felt slow, but a lot did happen. Literally nothing happens in this movie. It's extremely slow paced, even compared to the other Land Before Time movies. It was also at this point... Critics were starting to feel the sequel fatigue that none of these movies were bringing anything new or interesting to the table. And as a matter of fact, it felt more like they were directly trying to make you think of other better movies like in Grandma's Song, which is clearly just a song from The Lion King, but much, much 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 worse speaking of there's a part where the grandma goes the circle of life keeps repeating <laughs> repeating <laughs> repeating <laughs> repeating <laughs> repeating she does it like eight times <laughs> that was a pretty heavy song because grandpa in as we discussed is passing away or he's very sick and so Littlefoot's quite upset, but Grandma's like, here, let me tell you about how life works. And she talks about birth and marriage and death. And it was a pretty deep song. Repeating. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should talk about the song because I did find it interesting that this movie only has three songs, but somehow they still all suck. <laughs> what? I was impressed with each of them. No. No, you were not. <laughs> what? Stop lying to our listeners. You're going to be the one who's <laughs> listening to this later. It was especially egregious. Which one? No. The villain song. They're all terrible. Oh, like the, right. the villain song, the crocodile, oh, and the bird. I like, don't need you. I don't need you either. <laughs> <laughs> you summed up the song. Great job. <laughs> Except it was that for like another 80 lines. It was ridiculous. <laughs> what was the last one? Friends come in all sorts and sizes. <laughs> you right. can even have tall ones. Dumb ones. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the lies. 
I will give it points for straight up calling your friends idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it said that right as it zoomed in on Spike. <laughs> Bart. Lobotomized one. <laughs> uh, speaking of Spike, do you want to... Yeah, hold on, hold on. I have something to say before we get to that. Allie goes through a character development. They try to play it off as Sarah's going through one too. Allie is just abundantly racist in this movie. And Sarah is responding negatively to the racism. And that's understandable. Yes, yeah. Sarah's racist and so is her dad in the first three <laughs> movies. And they're like, well, this is kind of getting old. We should add a new racist. <laughs> yeah, but then they're like, Sarah's a bad person because she doesn't like Allie. But she doesn't like Allie because Allie's racist, you know? It doesn't play well for character development. I also wanted to talk about the other character, the narrator, who seems to cross all time and space. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of the movie, he's like, before there were countries, cities, planes, and trucks. It's like, <laughs> who, who are you? How? <laughs> and then Allie and them left. But soon enough, they will meet again in the next adventure. That's the same guy who said that began the time of great giving. Yep. Speaking of time, there was a bit of an ongoing joke when we watched it. In that there were a couple times we had to pause the movie to go do other things. But the joke became, don't worry, in case you forgot, Sarah's still in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Falls in a river, and she stays in that river for a solid 10 to 15 minutes. It's really bad. (laughs) Yeah, in this movie, that's the whole movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's supposed to be a climactic moment, but it just drags on for so long. Wait, did they ever use that piece of foreshadowing? Oh, don't step in the dark water. My parents say that that water is deep. Oh, yeah. yeah they never do anything with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Good movie writing. <laughs> That's how we'll get them. Subversion of their expectations. <laughs> Shadow things and then paying none of them off. <laughs> yeah, this movie is bad. A good reminder <laughs> that I shouldn't trust my brother with movie choices. I'm so happy that you all watched it. <laughs> oh, I feel so much less alone in it all. <laughs> so Spike's one of the five main characters. What sets Spike apart from the rest of the crew is that he doesn't speak English or anything, (laughs) (laughs) but will make sounds like he or eat things or people. He does like eating things. Anyways, so in this movie, at one point, Allie, the new long neck, comes to seek the help of Littlefoot's friends. Because Littlefoot's stuck. And so Allie says, come on, come, let's go help Littlefoot. And Sarah, who's jealous of Allie, or doesn't like that Allie has been discriminating against her, says, no, we're not going to go with you. And that puts Spike Petrie and Ducky in a difficult spot. 
Naturally, Petrie and Ducky ask, well, we'll let Spike decide what to do. And smart then. <laughs> and <laughs> the smart choice. And Spike so let the Spike mentally disabled one the evil eye, then swiftly turns into his derpy happy face. And he chooses that the gang goes to help Aldi and Littlefoot. But what I remember this movie most for is near the end, Ducky's about to be eaten by the crocodile alligator. And in that moment, Spike opens his mouth. And sure enough, it is not a sound, but a voice. And that voice says, Ducky! And sure enough, Ducky recognizes the voice of her brother that she's never heard before. (laughs) And she's able to save herself from the teeth of the bad guy. So anyways, I would always remember Land Before Time 4 as the movie where Spike finally spoke, which was a big deal. John and I were texting last week, and I messaged him and I said, we watched the movie last night and John wrote ducky and I replied I hate myself for knowing what that reference (laughs) is I just like to say that the sharp teeth are evolving they can speak in this one yeah oh you don't think that this is spike evolving you think this is predators evolving yeah Yeah, I guess I guess the crocodiles and yeah the world is changing so speaking of crocodiles, Kai and I were at the aquarium right. a couple weeks ago. And, and we found a creature. It's I, called a caiman. And it is neither an alligator nor a crocodile. It's a bird. No. Um, <laughs> it, there's no point to that. I just, where? John was like the crocodile alligator. And I was like, oh, it's way more interesting to talk mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. than yeah. whatever that movie is. Yes. <laughs> Okay, okay. If you wanted some more intrigue in your life. Oh, um, you know we do. <laughs> Let's talk about Caymans. Oh, that fan website I sent your way, Tim, I've kind of been looking into and just want to credit Brad, my friend, who I had <laughs> run Oh, into. Brad Anderson. Whoa, we're not dropping last names <laughs> willy-nilly, but yes. Okay. I uh, thought you were like referencing the creator of that yeah. fan website. <laughs> I was at this Brad fan website and I just want to give a here. shout out to Brad. You've done some really good work on there. <laughs> Unless you're about to tell me that Brad Anderson is the creator of that website, I, which will blow my very mind. Very well, maybe. He, I would just want to shout out to Brad who allowed me to make this website by setting it up for me. <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> He did put a bug in my ear that there was a Land Before Time fan page that was really in-depth and where there was all kinds of ideas about like, okay, there's a sharp tooth in this movie. Is that a returning sharp tooth from another movie? Like the theories behind it all. So anyways, during breakfast, the last couple of mornings, I've just kind of been perusing and it's really an extensive site. And I just really encourage everyone... (laughs) To spend at least seven mornings (laughs) reading it. I think these are my people. (laughs) As in the cult of Lamb Before Time? So I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm leaving. I found the species I was born (laughs) (laughs) in. 
Gonzo. Gonzo. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> this is the last episode of Bullying Nostalgia. John's breaking up with us to go do a Land Before Time podcast with his people. <laughs> I was scrolling on the Sharp Tooth page because there's a page dedicated to different characters. And so, anyways, they were referencing the Sharp Tooth, which is the Sharp Tooth from the first movie. Usually, most Sharp Teeth are referenced as Sharp Teeth, but the Sharp Tooth is the original Sharp Tooth. Mm. Anyways, I was reading the comments down below the, the fan page, and someone wrote, Do you think he had any children? I have a fan fiction where he has a daughter who comes in and is a character in the finale trilogy. She eventually finds out that Littlefoot killed her father, and also she was dating Chomper. And Littlefoot eventually found out that Chomper was dating Sharptooth's daughter. What? John, you can't be dropping bombs like this. The boys don't even know who Chomper is. Oh my goodness, you're right. What? What was that? You want to know who Chomper is, right? I just read us some expansion. He's <laughs> so lost. But I legit think that Land Before Time fan fiction would be pretty cool. Is that what we're watching? That's the whole point of that? Yes. Say Land Before Time fan fiction would be pretty cool. Okay. Well, we've talked about the garbage songs. We've talked about the garbage characters. We've talked about the garbage animation. Now that people are spending more time with the characters, how are people feeling about them? Let's start with the grandparents. How do people feel about Littlefoot's grandparents? The lady who played Grandma passed away after this movie. So someone new voices her. I appreciate that they got an older person to do that role because it does come through that she is an old lady when she just repeats the same lyrics over and over again in the song that she sings. The dementia's kicking in. <laughs> the song that she speaks sings. But especially knowing that this movie was supposed to come out the movie before really takes away any character development that you could pretend that any Mm -hmm. of these dinosaurs have. I don't think they do have any character development, but I think that robs it of any last thread that they could. Yeah, if you reverse the order of these, Sarah is racist because someone was racist to her. Whoa. Uh, she's not as bad as her dad in the last movie that we watched. But yes, historically, she's pretty racist. Uh, This is actually the only movie that Sarah's dad does not have a speaking role in. Is this the only movie where Tickles doesn't have a speaking (laughs) role in this? John, can you tell us if Tickles comes back? (laughs) Oh, and spoil things? Do we need to tune into your podcast to find out? Is that what this is? In my fan fiction, <laughs> Tickles marries Chomper. <laughs> and then Littlefoot finds out <laughs> that Chomper killed his grandmother. <laughs> Circling back to songs, because I really don't want to come back to one of these movies and are there any songs that stand out to you, John, from any of the Land Before Time movies where you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good song? Has any of that taken root? 
Oh, I can sing you songs from the movies. No, don't sing us them. Tell me if they're friends for dinner. That's from number two. Number five has deep, 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 deep water. That's Whoa, the only one that's, that... That's foreshadowing from this. Oh, yeah, there you go. It was such a big foreshadow that it was leading into a later movie. It turns out if you shotgun blast enough loose ends and make enough movies, everything seems like foreshadowing. <laughs> point. I don't think that one is number five. Maybe it is. Deep Water? Yeah. Don't question my knowledge. <laughs> he wrote that fan fiction, Dad. <laughs> I have this fan fiction where the deep water marries Chopper. <laughs> oh man, we were watching this movie, and at the end, they're like, goodbye, Allie, we'll see you again. And then as she turns to walk away, it does like a slideshow of all the oh, memories my goodness. that movie together while somber music plays. It was... So mad at them. Well, no, the time traveler brought binoculars and a <laughs> Polaroid camera back in time, and they taught Icky how to use it, and... <gasps> no, Allie is the time traveler. That was her time traveling back in time. Oh, everyone's racist in the future. <laughs> everyone's racist dinosaurs who use binoculars in the future. That might just be the show Dinosaurs, actually. <laughs> They do tackle racism. John, is there anything else you want to talk about this garbage movie? I'm just kind of excited for us to continue watching them and seeing, like, the overarching story and... What story? The development of the character. What character development? <laughs> I just feel like we're falling in love with this family of dinosaurs. No. Is that how you feel, John? Tell me how you genuinely feel. Do you feel like we're falling in love with this family of dinosaurs? That's how I feel. All right. Well, let's do round table. Let's shut this thing down. Chance, give us a scale of 1 to 11. This is a negative 2. Mm. You can kind of razz on it a little bit. Negative it's still 1. still a very bad movie. Negative 1. <laughs> it's somewhere between negative one Lower and negative two. Let, let him have his own scale. Mm, okay. Because it was fun to make fun of the animation, but beyond that, everything was just so nothing. So negative one. Negative one or negative two. Ooh. Somewhere in there. All right. I'll let you think about a cookie. I've got one. Okay. Take us away, cookie boy. I have no cookie. I did not bake <laughs> one. I am not going to bake a cookie for this movie. Be? It doesn't deserve one. Wow, you saved your no cookie for this movie? <laughs> yeah. See, so you're saying you don't think it gets worse than this? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, okay. My scale is typically, would I watch this again? And, you know, like sometimes I'll say, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch something. But if someone else was watching it, I would sit down next to them and, and just take it in. Uh, in this case, I would just leave the room. <laughs> I would light the house on fire. Yeah, I was going to say, I would throw the TV. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would 
shoot the person next to <laughs> Put them. Obviously, they're not human. Put them out of their misery. Yeah, this is an awful movie that drained my will to live. So <laughs> I have no interest in watching it again. If anything, it brings me back to when we did Fast and the Furious mm. and Chance said, was this a worse experience than watching Land Before Time 3? And I can hear myself say, I don't know. I'm still just as tired and sick of life after watching both of them. But it took watching this movie to be reminded of what that actually felt like. And it's terrible. Don't, if you're listening to this podcast and it's not one of the four of us listening to it for the 37th time, don't put yourself through this. Actually, no. If it if is you, one of yeah, us. Right. If you are listening to this podcast and you are me, Tim, and thinking, ah, maybe we should do another Lamb Before Time movie for the third season. Don't. Listen to your past self. Show some wisdom. He's been through this and it's still fresh. And I watched this a week ago. No, 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 no. Let me speak to Future Tim. Future Tim. (laughs) Future Chance, punch John. (laughs) Future Tim, you will not regret watching another Land Before Time movie. This is what you've always wanted. (laughs) We're just gaslighting Future Tim. I thought you were going to say something like, do it for the views or whatever. No. Future Tim has serious trust issues. (laughs) So dad says he's so tired of life from watching this movie. Yet he put on Dick Tracy and forced me to watch it. Yeah, we watched Dick Tracy the other night. It's not good at all. It's a collection of the ugliest characters you will ever see in a movie. And that is glorious. The rest of the movie is terrible, but they put a lot of ugly people on screen. How many ugly people can we fit in one shot? Yeah, they're definitely going for a world record of most uglies on screen. <laughs> oh my goodness, I, I cannot remember that movie, but that sounds really unkind. <laughs> it's not real people. They go out of their way to make them look like the way they were drawn in the 30s. Hey, tiny face. His face is just... <laughs> yeah, there's a guy with a head that's a normal size, but his face is like this big. <laughs> there's prune face and flat top. Yeah. And like everybody's got a unibrow or an, a like big lips that dangle and drool. Like, they're all... Even, like, even the ones who aren't ugly, like Mumbles or whatever. Is yeah, there. there's tons of celebrities in that movie, but they're all covered in so much uggo prosthetics that you cannot recognize half of them. One of them was talking, and I was like, God, that's Dick Van Dyke! But yeah, there's so many celebrities in that movie, and they're all just made to look like the bunch of ugly people. It's glorious. John, you were saying you're rating for this movie? Oh, yeah. I don't see this being my last time watching through all the Land Before Time movies. So I think one day, if John ever wants to punish Emily or something. <laughs> yeah. So I'm freshly married, and 
I think that that's something I could see my wife and I doing at some point in our lives, watching Trouble Land before times. And if she doesn't want to, then maybe I'll find a friend who will. That's, of course, re-watching them all once we've watched through them all together. I'm talking in like 15, 20 years' time. When we watch the rest of these in 15, 20 no, no, years' no, no, time? No, 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 We'll have watched the rest of these in the upcoming years. We're watching them all tonight. <laughs> well, Kai and I aren't there. Have fun. <laughs> it pains me to know that you said you would never watch Quest for Camelot again. And you're planning to rewatch this piece of garbage. <laughs> but to each their own, I guess. The difference with today's episode is that we didn't have a guest. John referenced Brad. I was actually intending to ask Brad to come and do a Lamb Before Time episode with us. That was one of the differences that we were going to do with the second season of our show was we were trying to have a guest on every episode that would bring a different feel to it. I got some feedback, though, that having one more voice at the table was more confusing and and hard to keep track of who was who. So we're going to try and reel that back in and do absolutely nothing different or special for season two. But we have some plans yet of some episodes that we'd still want to have guests on. Promised Eric in the Double Dragon episode that we bring him back for Three Ninjas. And I think that that has some value for sure. There's something that has come up in two episodes this season that I would really like to do. And that's playing with the title of our podcast. We mentioned repressed nostalgia. I would like to do the occasional repressed nostalgia episode. And also bullied. And just bullied. (laughs) That's right. So a little teaser for future episodes. My repressed nostalgia is Jumanji. That movie scared me when I was little. And my bullied is definitely wanting to do a Descendants movie. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think of movies that scared me as a child. Ernest Halloween, that's what scared me. Oh, actually, if you want to do repressed nostalgia for me, let's just watch The Goonies again. Mm. Yeah, so the, The Goonies, well, we don't want to say too much in case we do. But uh, yeah, that movie gave Chance nightmares for sure. Okay, unless someone has something that they want to add last minute, let's close this thing off. Thank you for listening. This was a weird episode. We've never been split 50-50 in different time zones, but we're making it work. Have a great night, everyone. Look Praise out. Beethoven. Praise Beethoven. and. Oh. Look out for weirdos. I wanted to say it. I was just waiting for somebody to say, look out for weirdos. How dare you? Yeah, maybe you should lead with Praise Beethoven next time. We're joined by Kylan. Praise Beethoven! Hey guys, welcome to Bullied Nostalgia. I'm to Praise Beethoven! (laughs) You'll never beat me to Praise Beethoven again. I'm just glad that we're not ending this episode with things that we're going to reference about this movie later on because I don't really even want to remember it. Praise Beethoven. (laughs) Can you imagine? Look out for weirdos. Praise Beethoven. (laughs) Yeah.